Hello and welcome to the Nerd Trek Podcast. Today we will be talking about The Enemy Within, uh, episode 5 of the original series. Original air date, uh, October 6th, 1966. This is going to be a weird episode. It's a little hard. Uh, it's a weird topic. Um, but yeah, we're going to get on that. So hi, uh, I'm Jeff. Uh, here with two other guys somewhere, maybe. Are you guys here? Hey, Not I'm all Davis. Hey, I'm everybody. here. <laughs> it's that awkward gap. <laughs> um, I, think, I think from here on out we have to be like who's talking first and we need to establish someone jump in someone jump nah, in. it's way funner just to figure it out <laughs> awkward <laughs> silence for a couple of seconds and then both talk at the same time i'm i'm gonna leave that silence in from now on i'm not gonna edit that out i'm gonna be like awkward silence <laughs> <laughs> please skip to <laughs> 12 seconds in <laughs> just skip 12 yeah just go like 10 seconds in for every episode to get past the awkward been- silence you must have been split. Bring good Jeff back. We don't want bad Jeff. <laughs> oh, 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 I see what you did there. Uh, uh, you're talking about okay. Hey, look at that. Uh, smarmy bastard. All right. Um, okay, so th- the enemy within. Uh, I I nerded out a little bit about this. So this was written by Richard Matheson, who is one of my favorite writers of all time, sci-fi writers. Um, he's an author primarily, but he wrote this uh, this episode. Uh, Richard Matheson is the uh, the author who wrote uh, I Am Legend, one of my favorite books. Um, I've seen oh, all yeah. the all the iterations of it, from the Vincent Van Price to Omega Man with Charlton Heston to the Will Smith I Am Legend. None of them have been quite exi- the, the like what the book is exactly, but they're all great. And I love he's he's an amazing writer. Um, he actually also wrote a short story called St- Steel. Which was then adapted into the movie Real Steel with Hugh Jackman, that robot oh, boxing movie. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that was really cool. He wrote that. So, so this was written by Richard Matheson, um, amazing writer. Interesting. Um, I knew he had done a bunch of stuff for uh, the Twilight Zone, the old Twilight yeah. Zone show. I didn't, well, I didn't put two and two together here though. That's awesome. Okay. That is my next tidbit, my little trivia. He did do some episodes of The Twilight Zone, and two, I think, of uh, some good ones. He wrote two William Shatner episodes, Nightmare at 30,000 Feet, which is the, there's something on the wing. Some oh. Creature. He wrote that. He wrote that. Right. He also wrote an episode called Nick of Time, which um, I remember this. It's with Shatner. Um, basically, he goes into a diner, and I think he puts a coin in like one of those tabletop jukeboxes things mm-hmm. at the time, and he keeps traveling back in time. Oh, um, sweet. David may not know what a what a jukebox is. Jukebox. Okay, yes, so I we do. have a so let's see. <laughs> or, or these round vinyl discs. You old jackasses. <laughs> I, you just turned 35. You're two years younger than me. Shut up, yeah, both of you. Both. I'm pretty sure the jukebox didn't go out of style in two years. It did. It, it was it was a huge gap. Our our generations are so different. I hate you both. So, <laughs> you're young at heart, Phil. You are young at heart. Young at heart. Uh, <laughs> the rest of my body feels like it's ancient, though. That's it. I know. I feel you. Um, so, okay. So he, he wrote the episode, um, one of my favorite writers, directing the episode, and maybe – um, I should look at more at this again, was Leo Penn, Lou Penn, Leo Penn, Leo Penn, father of Sean Penn. Yep. Yeah, throw that little tidbit out there. All right. So that's who wrote it and directed it. Um, initial thoughts on this episode, guys. Uh, well, I mean, this one I nicknamed Bad Kirk Cop versus Good Kirk Cop. 
because that's basically what it seemed like. But it is, it's a theme that I've seen in other comic books and other sci-fi things. Uh, Superman has a whole run in, or a bit in the comic where he splits from, I think, black kryptonite into blue Superman and red Superman. And mm. one's like his good side and one's his bad side and they both have to fight. So it's something that I've seen in stuff before. But it is, again, it's interesting. I didn't realize that these themes ran back to Star Trek. I thought a lot more Star Trek was like, we found a weird planet and some people and stuff like that. So it's very been very fun going through these. I, I definitely enjoyed this episode. Yeah, so for me, two major thing, two major themes ran through this. First off, here we go with transporter accidents. This <laughs> yep, is like this is going to be this is going to be one of about thirty, I think, as we go through the series. <laughs> just just in the and, original series. Oh yeah, and the other is sorry and brandy better be really good because Kirk is chugging it straight from the bottle like there's no tomorrow. Mm. Yes. I didn't notice. And that, that was a cool bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and the, like in the other in the other um, episodes that have Sari and Brandy, it, they are it's already served in little cups and stuff, so we never get to see like this fancy bottle. It's really cool. Yeah, and I like that it's being held in. Well, I mean, we'll get to it, but it's it's actually under like lock and key in yeah. Sipe. That's where that's, that's <laughs> he has where they, to go to McCoy. Give me oh, the brandy. Right. <laughs> Damn it! Give me the Sari and Brandy. Sari and Brandy. Uh, which kind of like the old which, west where that's that's where most of the alcohol was, or a doctor was like I use this for medicine. Yeah, it's medicinal. <laughs> it's called cocaine. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, let's <laughs> give you some booze and leeches and you're fine. A little bloodletting. <laughs> it's bloodletting. Um okay, so um so knowing that going in, I was already excited about the episode and and it's it's a great episode. It's it deals with um was splitting that personality. That's the main topic but this there's a scene we'll talk about later which I think is a very hard topic and what they did because especially looking so it's 2019 right now while we're recording this looking back at this you're like oh my god like part of me is like i'm glad that they did it to show it but then the other part of me is like oh my god like they it's not handled well it's it's so kind of weird uh, it's uh, yeah it, but again it's, it's so hard to chalk stuff up to well it was the 60s in air quotes yeah so i mean i get some that. of it but but i but then, then there should be no excuse but i mean but We'll, we'll get to that. That'll be this might run our episode long. Um, okay, so the episode enemy within basically starts out with Kirk and Sulu and some other crew are on a planet. They're getting samples of something, doing geological samples. And I have to say, this may be the cutest alien I have ever seen. Um, I believe it's so that they don't ever give it a name, but it's nicknamed Cutie Pie. Um, the production. <laughs> Basically, it's a dog in an outfit. Oh, absolutely, it's a dog in an yeah. outfit. It's like it's, a narwhal it's a, dog. They didn't, they didn't even try to hide that it was a dog in an outfit. No, pretty much. So Sulu's holding this dog, and I, do they explain? Is it from that planet? Or are they just chilling with it? Is it a pet? Is it like this, like the like the Enterprise's like mascot? I don't know. I, got I the was, sense it was supposed to be from that planet, but they didn't say specifically. Yeah, they didn't give anything explicit, and I was kind of wondering the same thing. Because it's like I don't, I haven't seen all the TOS episodes, but I don't ever remember seeing this dog ever again. Well, we will get to that too. Um, oh, so, so so they're on this planet. They're like doing some geological survey. Sulu makes a comment like, "Oh, this planet is starting to, to become night. The planet gets down to negative 170 below zero. So they're like, "Okay, we're going to try and wrap up." Um, a crewman. Um, Gets hurt, falls off a thing, hurts himself, and he goes, okay, go back up to the sick bay, get it looked at. It's covered in like some yellow dust of something. something they don't know what it is. They said, yeah. the, man, the man with the most awkward name ever. 
geological tech geological technician fisher i wrote that down that's, an, that's an <laughs> and, he, and he had to say his full title every time he, on the communicator this is geological technician fisher when he's like, when he's trying to call security <laughs> this is geological technician <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dude, if, if it's ever, my if, name was too long. No. Yeah, if it's ever in emergency, he's gonna die before he gets to his name. That's right. It's so sad. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So. so he gets hurt. He's covering this thing. You know, Kirk says, "Okay, go back up, get it looked at." So he beams up. Scotty's there. Um, and they're Once having again, they some... do their wonderful decontamination process that seems to work <laughs> so flashy well. lights, flashy lights, flashy lights. Flashy lights. Yeah. So um, from the last episode, don't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> apparently not yeah. well no this so this messed with so they so he comes in he can't quite stabilize the beam or whatever so it takes a few extra seconds of you know flashy lights but somehow it messes up the transporter itself it throws it off like it doesn't it's not kind of it, short it, it's like putting a magnet next to a tv basically something kind of happens like it, yeah. right so he comes out he's like oh you know oh, we got him he's fine um so he goes he runs off to sick bay kurt comes up same kind of thing happens where the signal gets all wonky. Kirk comes through and he's like a little woozy, puts his hand to his head and he's like, I'm fine. I'm just a little woozy. And they're like, okay. So they leave. And then, um, so there's, there's no crew in the transporter room. They leave with Kirk and then the transporter goes off by itself and you get some cool lights and the special effect. And then you get Kirk with his back to you and he does the most dramatic turn ever with the amazing lights (laughs) shot right to his eyes he turns and he's like, and like, you know, the music swells up and you're like, okay, this is dun, evil dun, Kirk. Dun, like, something's wrong. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> evil Kirk. And this cuts to the, to, you know, to the opening scene. Um, so already, you, you know, something's up. Like there's two Kirks. There shouldn't be two Kirks, but there is. Um, so we come back. Uh, Kirk meets, he's in there. He's like being weird already and freaking out. One of the other crew comes in and he's like, sir, are you okay? Are you okay? Um, doesn't say anything runs off. Um, I'm pretty sure. Doesn't the first thing that Bad Kirk does is go get drunk? Like he immediately goes well, to this sick bay to get the brandy. Yeah. Like, so, <laughs> so, so this is basically Kirk. He has all his memories. It's 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 him. Uh, mm-hmm. Goes right to sick bay, and that's when he, he walks in. He's like, "Sorry, and brandy, Rah. And McCoy's like, "All right, is everything cool?" Right. And he's like, like fucking yells at him, man. He's like, he's pissed. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, and he gives, he gives him the brandy, and he, <laughs> he starts take, chugging it. He, he, he takes a couple of good chugs and goes to visit Human Rand. He's off. So he then we cut. drinking it like maple syrup and Super Troopers, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> he's down in it. Uh, yeah. So basically, yeah. So he gets it. Um, good Kirk is off. Goes back to his cabin. You know, he's kind of resting because he's not feeling good. So uh, th- does this lead right into the whole Rand incident? Yeah. I okay. Believe so yeah, he gets drunk and he just immediately goes to Rand's goes quarters. Straight to Rand's quarters. Right. Yeah. So this is this is like I said, this is kind of the weird hard scene. Is that again? I'm glad that they showed it. They because it was it's a hard topic to do now on television, let alone then. But so let's okay. So he's in Rand's quarters because he's the captain. He can basically go anywhere he wants. You know, um, he's chugging and he just kind of he's like poking around and then. Uh, we see Rand come in. She's coming. What? Well, I was going to say, he starts in on, like, we've been hiding feelings, and well, yeah, there's so, no need so, to hide anymore. Right. Well, so she's not there. He's kind of poking around. Rand comes in from off, or she's she's off duty now. She starts undoing her, her hair, and then Bad Kirk is off in the corner, like, creeping on her through the, 
through this like wall barrier thing and she's like oh captain i i didn't see you and like and she's like is there anything you need because she's just thinking because so a yeoman is basically like a captain's assistant kind of like helps give him reports and all that kind of stuff yeah um so this yeah he starts talking about we've got feelings we're not really exploring them and she's you know not sure what to do and um basically he assaults her he sexually assaults her he tries to kiss her he pins her down and like she's fighting and and he i mean god knows what he would have done obviously you know like i know it's scripted but you know evil kirk who knows what would have done um but she's able to she scratches uh, him across the face yeah she scratches (laughs) him pretty bad and which is a running thing throughout you know later um but she's able to get to to open her cabin door and there's a crewman out there. I think it's the same crewman from the transporter room. And she says, help, go get Spock. Um, yeah. So he pushes her down and then runs after the crewman and he gets like a sentence out through the intercom and then he just beats the shit out of the guy. About, about half his name, I think, was right. That's what you were just saying. Like, yeah. 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 So he has to get his whole. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. He's got to get his whole thing out. So logical technician. <laughs> uh, gets it, karate chop. It. it was bad. So yeah, so Kirk Kirk beats him. So basically, and um, okay, and I know this is gonna sound weird again, coming from a middle-aged man watching this. I mean, I but I uh, classic a classic. Yeah, it's such a weird scene, and it's hard because like again, I'm glad that it was shown, and they, I know why they did it to show that this is your baser instinct kind of thing. But again. It's not handled well when they explain it later and they're trying to go through all this. And it's like, and when I was reading up on the episode, Rand even, or not Rand, um, uh, the actress, sorry, I'm totally spacing on her name. Grace, Grace Lee Whitney, Grace Lee Whitney. Um, talks about it. And she's like, I'm glad we did the, you know, the episode, you know, Shatner was, was a good actor in it. And she's like, she talks about it and it was in her book that she, she, is glad that they did the episode and they talked about it, but of course it's not handled well, like the way they explain it later on. And it's just, you know, you see this baser side of people who are, you know, are, are we all capable of this or is it just for like extreme uh, people? I don't know what you, I've been rambling. What do you guys think? Yeah. And I'm with you. It's, it's one of those things. It's like, you have to give them some props for at least trying to address it. I, I, things definitely would be done way different now though. Um, would they yeah i think people still skirt the issue now okay i i'd like to think that things would be done differently (laughs) i would hope yeah no yeah so especially with everything that's been going on lately it's just uh yeah Yeah, i mean they definitely don't address it that incident specifically later in the episode but they kind of talk about like everybody has kind of a dark side and a good side and Mm-hmm. especially to especially to be a leader you have to have some of that dark side because it causes decisiveness and i was kind of like okay but yeah you're kind of leaving out like but I, I think that's what they're hinting at is that kind of everybody has right. this capability in them and if you were split into only your worst attributes yeah and who knows what could happen at the drop of a hat if that happened yeah. right well into i mean i think it, it it is a true statement everyone's capable of it Every, like we're all capable of murder or doing something but we have we can control it and have a civilized society mm-hmm. but everyone's capable i mean people you know self defense or you know people lifting cars off of people or you know people do crazy shit or in, in war so yeah. you know yeah we are capable of it and it's um but and then to knowing what happens to grace lee whitney later on in yeah. the series because she actually only is in season one 
she does some of not. us don't know what happens to Grace Lee Whitley later on in the well, series. But so. let's talk about this this does relate though. Well, yeah, we could talk about it. So I mean, okay, it needs so to be talked about. Yeah. So she's only in season one. She's actually and but she's a fan favorite. She actually so she does season one and then I think she doesn't even come back again until maybe the motion picture. Um, right? I want to say yes. Yeah. So so she's she's gone after a season. Basically what happened and I, I read it from her from some excerpts from her book. Um, there was a rap party or something and basically she states that she was I don't know if it was a fallout rape but she was assaulted or something from um, I think he's referred to as an executive. It's not named. Um, but somebody, so we don't know if it was like maybe someone on the cast or the crew or is, it was an executive, someone high up. So she was assaulted or something. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, and it really messed with her. It, no, it got her into the spiral of alcohol and using drugs and stuff. Um, yeah. And that's uh, probably yeah. how I would cope with it too. You know, and, and it honest. would go on and it would go on for 20 years. I mean, she yeah. didn't, she didn't even didn't start to get her act back together until the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, so it's you know it's it's hard and it's I don't like I don't want to say it's foreshadowing, but it's like obviously this happened and then maybe was that going on while well, she was filming? Who knows? Well, that is interesting. I mean, it's interesting that you mentioned too, but it, it, like when you talk about them addressing it, the next scene in this was when she's in sick bay and Kirk comes in and Spock's there and she's telling Kirk to his face like you did this, you you tried to hurt me and you pushed me down and stuff like that, and I think they did a pretty good job of like. Kirk's reaction wasn't just like, no, I didn't. You know, like he felt really, you see remorse yeah. in his face almost for something he didn't technically do. And well, she did a really good job of laying it out. And then, of course, the other crewman comes in too and he's got like a black eye. And they, he was yeah. like, no, it was definitely you. And that's when they figure out it's a duplicate. But Right. So they don't know that there's even two of them yet. And, and I read too that this is actually, they created the command wrap for this episode because um, obviously this aired out of order. Mm-hmm. They, but they did it because they wanted to show good, good Kirk versus bad Kirk. Bad mm-hmm. Kirk is in is in his gold uniform. Good Kirk is in his command wrap. So yeah, good Kirk is in there with Spock, and she's saying, Captain, you did this. I scratched you. I know I, did, you know, you did this. And he's like, But do you see scratches on my face? Yeah, and and face. yeah, and 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 so they don't know that there's two of them yet. They're just thinking, Well, this is weird. And he goes, It wasn't me. He's like, Rand, it wasn't me. Look at me. It's it was not me. Um, and of course Spock is very like. Well, there's no evidence. There's, you know, like, but not. He's he's well, trying. He to comes think to the conclusion. He says there has to be an imposter. He doesn't there's say there's something, him, but there has to be an imposter. Yeah, he and makes yeah, that logical deduction really fast. An interesting right. parallel in Avengers Endgame when they had the scene where Cap fights himself in 2012. Yeah. Uh, they originally didn't have him have old old Cap have the full helmet or the mm. full face mask, and they ended up adding it later because when they did with test audiences, they were like, we don't know who's who during the fight and there's the same thing like how they had the scratches on this one or the command wrap yeah you got they, they kind of have to do that any any show where they have the duplicates you have to have like something to indicate out who's a, who otherwise a differentiating yeah. Yeah. Or, or so, like, yeah 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 so then they're talking and you know Kirk saying well it wasn't me then the other crew comes out or the other the, the crewman who was uh, beat to shit comes out and says no captain it was you i saw you yeah um but it's true, and it's 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 hard too because you know Kirk is saying because obviously that Kirk is is innocent of it. He did not do it, but he's also just I, I feel like it was more proving his innocence, not trying to comfort her or see what her story was. You know, I mean that's kind of the, the vibe I got. Well, and then Kirk was like, okay, I'm gonna put an announcement out to the crew and basically say not everything necessarily, but 
in general, like, hey, I'm going to tell everybody everything that's going on. And Spock's like, you can't do that. You need no. to be, like, kind of perfect in the eyes of the crew, which is yeah. kind of, I mean, it's one of those, like, you can kind of see yes and kind of see no. Like, they have to think that he knows exactly what he's doing to follow his orders, because who knows what situation they're going to be in when well, they Well, he's the that. captain. He has to have some sort of command and respect, absolutely. Well, um, they have it in almost every submarine movie you ever see. Like, there's always some yeah. crazy command that he gives out, and he's like, you need to just, you know, the whole crew has to trust him, and by trusting well, it's him, they say Crimson not. Tide or exactly. every, all of them. Pick, pick, yeah. a, pick a submarine movie, it's all of them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so while all this is going on with him back on the planet, so they're not transporting anybody yet because they're like, well, the transporter malfunctioned, so we won't transport anybody. So Sulu and the crew are still on the planet. It's turning into nighttime. Temperature's dropping. They're going to basically freeze. Um, and what's funny, too, is that they're, they're, they're solely dependent on the transporter. And in my head, I'm like, why don't you just use a shuttle? Shuttles have not been introduced yet. Yeah. So there are no... Too. Yeah, there are no shuttles. They're like, because you can just fly down there and pick them up and come back. You don't need the, but because it's it's funny that they created the transporter to get to move the plot and go from point A to point B. But you're like, well, but then you can't do anything if it's broken. Yeah, you're like, wait a second, hold up. Well, I was gonna say maybe this was the episode where they're like, next time we dock, let's get a shuttle. Let, let, maybe that's another idea. Let's have mm-hmm. a backup. Um, yeah, so they're doing that. Um, and I think it's at this point too where they start. So they actually they ended up transporting up Cutie Pie, the little dog. And this is when uh, Scotty says, okay, we beamed up the dog. And then a couple seconds later, the second one beamed up and it's like the snarling dog in a cage. Yeah. And they're like, so there's a duplicate, you know, it splits you into your two separate. So this is where they finally go. Okay. There's, there's, there's two Kirks yeah. out there. Um, so we don't see them face off for a while. There's kind of like the, the, you start to see the good Kirk is descending into kind of aloofness. He's he's smart and intellectual, but he's he can't make a decision. He's not he doesn't have that like ego and that drive with what you know the other one has. So they're kind of going back and forth, and then the evil Kirk's hiding um, and well, all that. Hiding, he puts the makeup on to try and cover up because he makes the announcement. Kirk, good Kirk makes the announcement to the whole crew of like, there's an imposter running around. You'll see him with scratches on his face. So he immediately grabs like this gold makeup and starts and putting it on his face to try yeah. and cover it up. And then he goes, ask the dude for his phaser. And the guy's like, sure. Sure. Here you go, Captain. <laughs> Just had an announcement, but take uh, my phaser. It's fine. Yeah. So, um, okay. So that, so they're kind of going back and forth. Um, one fun tidbit. Uh, Nichelle Nichols is actually not in this episode. You can hear her audio through one of the cons because I think they they replayed uh, some audio, but she's not in the episode. What is she hmm. Seriously? Uh-huh. Oh, oh my god. Uh, okay. Anyways, I'm gonna let that slide. <laughs> let it slide and tell me who she plays. Nichelle Nichols plays Uhura. Lieutenant Uhura. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I know hardly any of the actors' names in Star Trek. I barely know their characters' names. So, okay, all right. It, this is only episode chick five. With the thing in her ear. There you go. Yeah, check with the thing in her ear. <laughs> okay, so they're going back and forth. Um, I think eventually they do capture Evil Kirk. Uh, okay. Oh, so what's weird too? Because when when Good Kirk puts out the the order, he's like, "Oh, only use a base cycle stun." Mm-hmm. Do they ever call a stun setting a base cycle? Yeah, that's I've never heard that before. But this is my first cycle level one or something. Yeah, just say stun. Put it on stun. That's the whole point of stun. So you don't kill him. You stun him. Yeah, not a base cycle. Uh, Is there an advanced cycle? I don't know. (laughs) Uh, 
Um, so they capture Evil Kirk. They stun him. They p- take him to sick bay. Um, oh, they, they get him with a Vulcan nerf pinch again. Oh yeah, we get the nerf pinch. See, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. So this is sorry. So they track him down and okay, let's go back a little bit. He's on the run. Spock says to Good Kirk, "What would you do? This is you. What would you do with this?" And, and he goes, "I would go to the lower decks to the engineering section." So they go to the engineering section. No yawning, Phil. I saw that. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Um, so they go to the engineering section. It's just Kirk and Spock, and and they're like, "Shouldn't we have other crew?" And they're like, "No, because we don't." Kirk says, "I don't want the crew to see me like this," because he's very, he's still very indecisive. Um, there's some sneaking around through engineering. You can tell when it's a body double because it doesn't look like Shatner. Um, and there's and then the, like one of them will be in like fully lit, then the other one will be like you can't see half their face because mm-hmm. it's a body double. So they fight. They go back and forth. Um, uh, good, bad Kirk knocks out good Kirk's phaser and puts a phaser on him. And good Kirk says, you can't shoot me because I'm you. And he kind of, um, this is when Spock comes from behind him, does the Vulcan nerve pinch, knocks him out. But just as he does it, evil Kirk shoots and he blows a whole hole in like apparently the transporter cabling. Yeah, he says, I so, don't need you, and, like, blows out the ionizer? Yeah, so... Or ionizer? Yeah, apparently just, he, just he part targets, of the transporter. Yeah, he targets the only other transporter thing that happens to be in engineering. <laughs> well, and it yeah, no just blows problem. out a huge chunk of it, so his phaser was not set to stun. His was advanced setting... It was not a base cycle. <laughs> oh, no. It was, it was that big holy blue in it, yeah. yeah. I, I, the first thing that ran through my mind was... Oh well, sorry Sulu. This one's gonna be kind of rough for you guys. I'm like, mm. you guys are stuck. Yeah. So cut back to Sulu, and because because we're getting updates, it's like negative 20 degrees now, and they're freezing, and they've got like, um, I don't know what phasers and like those. What are those things that they give runners the after a run? Oh, no, yeah. The, oh yeah, the thermal blanket the thing. Thermal yeah. Blanket. So they've they're got that in there. Like, yeah, yeah and they're like the warming up rocks. The rock. Yeah, and yeah, they're warming up rocks. The rock, basically. That, this begins a time-honored tradition in Star Trek of uh, using rocks with the phaser to warm yourself up and keep warm. That's true. That comes when you up. don't have fire. Yeah. That could be in Starfleet basic training. How do you know? Warm up rocks. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a time-honored tradition. It is. It, it pops up over and over and over. And they <laughs> like, do oh, say somebody's that they... freezing. Here comes their phaser with a pile of rocks. Good to go. Uh, but they try to send down like heaters too, and apparently the same thing's happening. So it makes me wonder if you yeah, send down a heater, does work. it turn into a good heater and a bad heater? <laughs> no, like, they just, <laughs> it doesn't work. So like, one puts out too much heat, and one is like uh, like an air conditioner, AC one unit. Blows yeah. Up, and the other one doesn't heat at all. <laughs> there you go. It's very it's indecisive heater. It's so I don't bad. I know if I should put out heat. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So. Cut back to the Enterprise. Bad Kirk is locked up in sickbay now. They have him restrained. And this is where you get Spock, you know, finally figures it out. He's like, look, you're physically the same. You have the same memories. But he goes, this, all of your baser gut, you know, aggression, um, attitude are all in this one. And then you have your logic, your in, your your intellect, compassion, and love are in the good Kirk. And you need both. Everyone, because everyone has both. Um. So he's like, well, you can't, you know, you're slipping and you're both going to physically die because you need to be together. Yes. You guys are like awkwardly silent. It's like their bodily functions were halved also when their body was split in half. So it's like they're, if you just let them go, oh. they're going to die. I think they say the dog does. Uh, yeah, I'm starting to get sad right. because we have, yeah, we have a PETA, PETA alert. Yeah. 
Spoilers. So okay. Should, should we add that to the kill tracker? Are we counting him as there? Plus one narwhal. <laughs> one narwhal dog. One thing. narwhal puppy. It's a land-based narwhal. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they have this discussion of you know back and forth, good and evil. You know, you, you need everything to survive as as a person. And then yeah, I think they do. Okay, we fixed the transporter. Let's try it with uh other dog. So we're gonna oh, put that's that. That's right. That's when he does. Sorry. Yeah. So they. Like yeah. So uh, interesting tidbit about this one. So um, okay, I will explain this. James Dewin, who is the actor who portrays. Montgomery Scott, who still doesn't have a name yet. He's just Scott and Scotty, but he is uh, a Montgomery Scott. Um, he was in World War II. He was a soldier, and he lost his middle finger uh, on his right hand. Uh, in I think he he went like he I don't think he was on D Day, but he like advanced on normally like on Normandy later. He lost his middle finger on his right hand, and throughout most of Trek, he he tries to hide it really well. He never shows it. They don't do any closes of his right hand. This is like one of the only times you actually see it. When he reaches into the crate to get the evil dog to transport it, you see his right hand. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Phil Dillick grabbing. Um, so that's when you, that's me kind of, so, so interesting tidbit about uh, James Dewan. He's a war hero and he's just a badass in general. Um, so they do that. They drug the other dog. They put both dogs on the transporters and they go, okay, let's try this. Uh, they send it up, send it back, comes back instead. And this is, we get our first classic. He's dead, Jim. He's dead, Jim. Yeah, I noticed that. It was for a dog (laughs) or or whatever animal they decide he is. Okay. So, yeah, they said he, like, freaked out. He got merged back together and the dog couldn't handle it. He didn't have the logic. Shock. He terrorized and then went went dead. And somebody else is like, well, you'll be fine, Kirk. You have logic. Let's run you through it. That's Spock saying that. Yeah, and of course I would I was siding with the doctor. I'm like, no, you don't run him <laughs> through it. Like, sure, I'll be fine. Human testing, it's fine. As a side note though, do we count Cutie Pie as a crew in the kill tracker or He's not a crew. <laughs> He's, He's not a definitely guard. not a red shirt. For all the morbid fans out there, we I get know. a reappearance of the dog. He appears his his uh his uh, taxidermied head will appear in a future episode mounted on somebody's <laughs> wall. Ooh, I, kid, I, I kid you that. not. Yeah, I kid uh, you I not. I was about to say because I didn't know alert, the dog's not actually dead. But uh, yeah, no, no, no. Just just <laughs> his taxidermied head on a wall. That's yeah. so sad. No, right. Nobody yeah. sue us. We're just talking about what happens. No yeah, one sorry, sue us. people. I know. Send your hate mail to Jeff. Uh, <gasps> Damn it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so they do that. Dog dies. Yeah, Spock Apparently, says it's shock. It's a, the dog is an Alpha 177 canine test animal, yeah. according to the wiki. Now, is that 177 in like normal numbers? Numbers, or, normal numbers, yes. Which are actually Arabic numbers. God, see, I wish we were Not recording it. So <laughs> can you say it again? Please say it again. I don't remember the planet name. It was Rigel. Rigel. It was Rigel V11. <laughs> <laughs> Phil and I looked at each other. We're like, "What did you just say?" It does. In my, in my defense, usually I see Roman numerals. It would be V capital I capital I, so that they look like slashes. And this, they had written it V one one, so it was okay. not just the ones with the, the I's. So, it was. It had so those little as, like, two as as, on it and as much as we're having fun making fun of Dave here, I will back him up and say I found the Trek wiki page that he was on, and it did say <laughs> Rigel V eleven. I edited I edited the wiki page to say Rigel Seven now. Nice. The whole point is, 
Yeah, As I said, the whole point is that Roman numerals are supposed to be letters. That not actual. Yeah, so, not so, actual numbers. So, so Dave was generally, genuinely confused. Uh, uh, on that but one. It's, but it's still, like, it's I'll still give it to him. I've never it. heard of. <laughs> I've never heard of this planet before, so I had no idea how to say it. Yeah. Rachel comes back. They Rachel comes Rachel back quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. So small, um, small last last tangent. Sorry, real quick. So if it's um, Rigel Seven, I would assume yeah. it's the seventh planet in like the Rigel system. The Rigel system. Yeah. Correct. Well, the last, that's that's so how the, they're numbered. The last episode, they were over Psi two thousand. That is were true. Two thousand planets in that system. I think it. I think it's just a, the name of a star. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Not, not an actual. Not an actual planetary system. Well, because like with Vulcan, it's Vulcan. It's not whatever their star's name three or something. Like That's we like we would be Soul three. Or well but yeah. they call us Terrans. I've noticed in Star Trek planets that typically aren't inhabited or natively inhabited are just numbered by their, the star. their orbiting star and then whatever planet they are out from that. Right. Planet planets that are inhabited like uh, are typically individually local. named. Yeah, is how so, it seems yeah. to go. They were probably named by the people living there that didn't realize there was a bunch of other planets and Yeah, like right. just like we're, we're Earth but, but everywhere yeah. else in Star Trek it's Terra or the Terran system is what Terrans, yeah. This is what we are. That's true. Oh really? They actually do call us that in Star Trek? I didn't realize. Yeah. I thought that was other Terrans. sci-fi. Well that's like in the mirror universe where the it's the, the Terran Empire. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's also StarCraft, it's the Terran Empire. The Terran, the Zerg, and the Protoss. Well, yeah. Terran just means human. Anyways. Okay, anyways. Yeah. Of the Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Okay, so yeah, you have this this back and forth with McCoy and Spock and they're they're giving what I found cool too is that because Good Kirk is so indecisive, Spock gives his point of uh, point of view, and then Kirk says, "Yeah, let's do that." And then Bones says, "No, we should do this." And he goes, and then Kirk goes, "Yeah, we should do that." So he's basically like, he he can't make <laughs> yeah. a, a choice. And then ultimately Kirk or, or uh, he says, Kirk says, "Someone make the choice for me." Spock says, "Are you saying you want to relinquish command?" And then he goes, "No." And then so McCoy says, "Well, then it's your choice. You have to choose." So he says, go get the transporter up. And then, but, he, but then he tells McCoy, do the autopsy on the dog just in case. But he's like, he's, he's ready <laughs> to go do it. Yeah. And poor McCoy's like, why do I need to do an autopsy? The dog is dead. I can see, I know what killed him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause shock doesn't leave any traces. It's shock. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then I think, I think we get one more cut scene to Sulu. It's like negative a hundred degrees and I don't know how they're still surviving, but they're basically like frozen over almost best blankets ever. Right? I, I need one of those. Space blankets. Mm-hmm. Well, they said they went um, through, like, they burned through a phaser already. They had, like, three left. So that's the only way they're surviving, I think. Keeping the rocks. Kind of like, what was that movie when we were younger without a paddle, where the guys get stuck out in the middle of the woods and they have to huddle under the... Younger? How old? Okay. <laughs> we were younger than we are now. That was a Okay, technically we were younger, yes. Decade or, decade or two ago. That was a while ago. Yeah, probably. Okay. Say late 90s. 2004, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, late 90s. <laughs> wow. I like that you looked that up, though. Um, okay, so they do that. So Kirk is ready to go do the transport. Um, he talks to Evil Kirk. He's like, okay, we're, we're going to go do this. We have to. Um, and then Evil Kirk says, okay, let's just go do it. And he actually, they fight a little bit in sickbay. Evil Kirk takes off. He goes to the bridge, and he's all full of confidence. He's like, nope, we're going to leave. He's like, uh, Helmsman set a course for somewhere else. We're leaving. Like, aren't we going to wait? He's like, nope. No, oh, we're going. We're out. Peace out. Uh, Good Kirk comes there, and Evil Kirk says, "Nope, that's the bad one. Arrest him." And of course, they take sides. Um, 
a fight ensues. Um, they do that. Eventually, they subdue him. I think he does another nerve pinch again. Does he? Or maybe not. Or they just like shoot him? Probably. Um, so let's. Long story short, they fight again. They subdue him. He goes to the transporter. They kind of give each other this look of like, I hope this fucking works. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, we're we're so, about to kill our captain. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Energize. Um, yeah. <laughs> so they do the energize. He comes back. His intellect saved him. They are rejoined. Everything is super. Um, they go, okay, great. Now transport everybody up. Get Sulu up there. Um, no one dies in this episode. Just the dog. Except for Cutie Pie. Except for Cutie Pie. Which we're going uh, to count. So that, that makes our total kill count currently at 47. 47. Of which 19 have been crew and 28 have been not crew. Zero red shirts have died so far. And one dog. And a dog. Well, that's Thing. part of the 47. That's part of the not crew. Then one of those 28 was Cutie Pie. Oh, okay. <laughs> so 47 total. Okay, 47 total. So, yeah. So they get back. Um, he figures his shit out. Um... And then at the very yeah so so McCoy says okay I think there's some freezer burn they'll be fine. Um, cuts back to the bridge there you know Kirk's finally better. Rand comes up and gives a report or whatever and then he, she goes over to Spock and he's he's getting a report and then Spock says Yeoman um, you know that other Kirk had some interesting qualities and kind of like smirks at her. Yeah I was kind of wondering what was up with that and I was like what is that like what does that mean like oh he's not so bad. Like, well, I think what they, he was trying to get at is like, huh, you, now you know Kirk likes you in a way. Like, obviously it was uh, – they didn't – again, they didn't do a great job of ending the line. But I think that's what they were aiming for was not, oh, hey, you know, Kirk wants to rape you or something. But it was like, hey, now you know Kirk likes His you. feelings. Yeah. But it's just – and again, I, I don't know if it's partially because he's supposed to be a Vulcan. So the so – the, the, the way they wrote the script was weird or it's just because, again, it's the 60s. I don't, it was just a weird – it was weird, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she, I, she like grabs yeah. this, the whatever he's signing or like grabs the stuff from him when he says it and just huffs and like walks out, obviously because. So well, I think I, they, felt I kind of, they kind of they kind of addressed it that way too. I think that was what Spock was like. Hey, some interesting qualities. Like now you know Kirk is interested. And she's like, ah, walks nudge, out. Nudge. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so at least they showed that because I would yeah. expect the show from the '60s for her to maybe like giggle and walk out of the room or something. Like it wasn't a big deal. And they at least yeah. I feel like they had some weight and heft to what happened yeah. instead of just yeah. Being, but again, like, what what can you boys attitude or something? Yeah. Well, uh-huh. but again, what can what can you really explain in 42 minutes? in a show where you're also trying to show all this other crap going on. So, I mean, yeah, they brought it up. They talked about it. Was it handled the best? No, probably. No, it definitely wasn't. Uh, But again, shows don't do that now, but uh, you know, this, so overall I did enjoy that this episode, it was really well written. I like Shatner doing the, the, the good and bad. It was good acting. Um, Again, it's that deep, you see this division, you see what's inside all of us, that very human condition. Um, So overall I, I liked it. Yeah, kind, of a Jek- kind of a Jekyll and Hyde thing, which is one of my favorite stories is the whole Dr. Jekyll, yeah. Mr. Hyde um, duality. Back later on. Uh, it's, it's all through all kinds of science fiction. Everything, every story usually yeah. encompasses it in some way or something like that. Uh, but yeah, so I really did like this one. I would say that this one hit an 8 out of 10 on the David O'Meter. What? Oh, the David O'Meter. Uh, all right. I like that. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm kind of the same. It was another good episode i wish we could have totally done away with the b plot of sulu 
and the guy is being stranded. Yeah, and maybe taking that time and devoted it more towards some of the other issues that the story, the main A-plot dealt with. Interesting tidbit. Um, When Richard Matheson actually wrote this, he only wrote it as the transporter malfunction and Kirk's split. Apparently, either Roddenberry or someone else was like, well, we kind of have to have something else going on to up the stakes. And they created this trapped on the planet thing. So even Matheson was like, I don't really like that part of it. I just want my story. And of course, if if they had more time outside of the the B plot, they could have explored a ton more. And Sulu got to make all those jokes about room service and hot coffee being lowered down by a rope. Yeah, yeah hilarious. A really long rope. <laughs> I'm, but I, I do yeah. appreciate, though, that they, they can make a joke. and that, But yeah, that's basically all he did this entire episode. And you could tell he was doing it to keep his men's like stuff up. So you see a little bit of leadership quality out of him, too, in a way of like, lowering yeah. well, stuff down and room service because that'll keep my guys going. So He, he does become a captain eventually. Sulu does? Yep. Yep. That's, That's it, it's a long time though. Oh yeah. Don't worry. We'll, um, we'll remind you about this in like six years when we're towards <laughs> the end of the podcast. When we do the movie, yeah. Um. Okay. So, like I said, I think it was a uh, Phil. Any? What are you? I don't think you you chimed in. Oh no no I was did just you? um yeah I kind of did about just not needing the B plot the A plot yeah. drove, oh, drove right. the story so hard. Um. It was really well written. To the point where they didn't need to throw in stuff for the B. It's just, yeah, it's stupid. They could have used that time so much better. But, yeah. I mean, overall, it was still a good episode. Dealt with some hard topics. I mean, Grace Lee Whitney really got screwed over. Uh, she only has a couple oh, yeah. more episodes left. And, um, yeah. I, it, yeah, and yeah, I've it's, seen... It's really hard to put into words just the tragedy there. She was a really good actress and really yeah, I, Roddenberry's admitted it admitted to it before he died that it was probably one of his biggest mistakes was writing her out for whatever mm-hmm. reason. She says that it was uh, a whole thing going on at the cast. Roddenberry said it was to cut costs. Whatever the reason, her getting the boot was ridiculous. Yeah. No, it's true, and you know it's it's unfortunate, and I it's I mean yeah this this, this was a hard episode. It just was. Um, Going because I, I remember seeing it and like kind of knowing about it. I was like, oh, it's it's a transporter malfunction. But then once it got to the whole thing with Rand, I was like, oh my god, this oh, is yeah. taking a turn. I was like, what are they doing? So I'm glad that they did it. Was the was it handled the best way? No, definitely right. not. But you know, at least it's out there. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll get some hate mail from some. Lost my note. Sorry. So the enemy within. We'll wrap on that one. Um, no one died, just cutie pie. So that brings our kill count up to 47. Right, forty-seven. That's forty-seven right. total. Um, okay, good episode. Um, that's it for me. Um, any parting words from anybody? And then Dave, if you want to do your spiel. Okay. <laughs> Great toss for, for me. It. I know. Nice one. All right, well, uh, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Nerd Trek Podcast. You can send us an email at nerdtrekpodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to send it on over with all your hate mail or comments or, you know, maybe that one person out there that thinks we're doing a good job. Give us a pat on the back. Uh, Keep us going. Um, We're also on all the social medias. Uh, If we aren't on something yet, we certainly will be soon. We're definitely on Facebook and Instagram at Nerd Trek Podcast as well. Uh, And then we do have a a website, and there'll be links and stuff to that, so you can check it out. Uh, Feel free to leave or please leave a five-star rating and review on whichever uh, podcast affiliate that you use to get this podcast in the first place. And we're gonna keep doing this for uh, as long as we want to. (laughs) 
<laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We're going to do uh, it's a bit of a lighter episode next time. Uh, Mr. Mud will make an appearance. So keep listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Have a good night. Bye.